Never let a good crisis go to waste. Have you ever heard that phrase? It actually came from Winston Churchill, who was believed to have used that to kind of, you know, rally uh, the British, getting them to understand, you know, look, they were getting bombed every single day by the Germans. And so in, in a positive kind of mindset of never, never, ever give up. Another kind of twist to that was, well, never let a good crisis go to waste. And so the idea is, you know, there's going to be difficult times. There's going to be trials. There's going to be uh, different situations that are going to come your way. And you need to learn how to take advantage of those. And, And I'm not talking about an opportunistic way, you know, where, you know, if everybody ran out of water and you have the last water left, you're going to, you know, charge 20 bucks a gallon. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a mental mindset that says, look, no matter what happens, I'm going to get tough. I'm going to bear down. I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. Because at the end of the day, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Work harder. Nobody cares about your problems because they have their own. And so you have to figure out a way to, one, not only have a, a mental framework that says, look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defeat this situation, or kind of the, the mental framework that says, look, not only am I going to win, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like a, a wrestler, I'm going to run into the, to the, to the ropes and I'm going to bounce off and catapult myself. I'm going to slingshot myself uh, to produce even more energy, even more power. And so never let a good crisis go to waste is kind of that mindset and the framework that says, okay, how can we make a, a bad situation good? You know, how, how, again, it goes back to when somebody gives you, you know, lemons, you make lemonade, right? How, how am I going to make this situation that seems as though it's horrible, how can I turn this crisis into something that's actually very, very positive? Maybe even the best thing that, that ever happened. And, and, and so I, I want you to think in those terms. Uh, I, I want you to think in terms of maybe, you know, right now you're going through the COVID and, you know, this crisis is hard and it's scary and filled with uncertainty. And maybe you lost your, your business. Maybe uh, you lost your job. And, and so it just looks like a horrible situation. You, you can't survive. You won't survive. Um, but let me encourage you. You have to survive. You must survive. And you will survive. And in fact, there's a way to to make this good. There's a way to make this great. Now we just have to figure out how. And so smart businesses are are ready. Smart individuals, you know, stock up for the winter. And so, you know, a smart business is ready for a crisis. Uh, It's not the first time we've had a crisis. If you remember Y2K, uh, the end of the world was going to happen because all the computers were going to shut down in the year 2000. And so, you know what? There was a lot of panic, a lot of fear. Uh, Amazon. Amazon, 
is growing at alarming rates every single day. Home delivery. There's literally nothing in a in a in a shopping mall that you can't get delivered at your house tomorrow through Amazon. So how's that going to affect the marketplace? It is affecting the marketplace, not just Amazon, but uh, ask Toys R Us how online home delivery affected them. But you know we're going to have sicknesses. We 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 had a threat of AIDS. We have COVID right now. Maybe it's. Um, swine flu or you know the ebola virus i mean there there are different sicknesses that come there's going to be layoffs there will be layoffs there's technology that that will come in and change your industry there's downsizing that that is taking place in companies there's outsourcing my parents lost their their business of 25 years due to outsourcing uh, there's automation that that might come. The computers are are taking your job. The the machines are taking your job. And then there's always always competition. There's competition with competing businesses. There's competition within your own organization. Maybe the person right across the desk from you is competition. And so in each of these cases, whether it's sickness, layoff, technology, downsizing, outsourcing automation, competition, whatever the case may be, uh, there will be crisis. There, there will be struggle and difficulty in your career. And so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What, 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 what's your plan? Do you, do you have a quote-unquote uh, an emergency or an exit strategy, so to speak? And so I want you to, to think about uh, these six elements. Uh, these six elements, I, I believe, will not only allow you to survive, but maybe even thrive in a crisis situation. First of all, you need to have the, the right mental mindset. Don't, don't ever let uh, a crisis get you down. In fact, if you can twist it around and, and, and say, look, I'm never going to let a good crisis go to waste. See how that already changes the mental framework from something that's horrible to something that's positive? And look, I want to encourage you. I, I've pivoted in my career a couple different times and I've taken advantage of uh, different businesses. And then I went back to, to school to fulfill my dream of, of going into full-time ministry. And I've been able to do other businesses as I'm doing ministry. And so I've had different opportunities where I've been able to, to adapt and change industries and and I've been able to take some risks and I've been able to do some fun projects. And so the thing is, is that right now I made a decision four years ago, a decision as I was looking and saying, look, I've got uh, four kids that are going to be in college within the next two years. And wh what are my children going to do? What is their future? And as I was sitting and planning and thinking about different uh, industries and where where and how could I help my children? I started to think about insurance and i and I did some research and I was thinking about doing state farm, which you know is the type of insurance that provides home life and auto policies and then I stumbled across colonial life and colonial offered me the opportunity to work with businesses, which I already had a background in in working with businesses. And it's the supplemental insurance. It's the insurance that helps fill the gaps that major medical doesn't fit. Uh, 
And so right now there's a major problem with, you know, everybody, you know, has a health insurance policy of some kind and uh, the Affordable Care Act came in and so companies were mandated to have insurance and the truth and the reality was, well, then the premiums went up. And so you could say that you have insurance with your company, but you have a, a, a two, three, five thousand dollar deductible. That means a blue collar worker, if they, you know, have an injury, then they're going to have to come up with the first, you know, five thousand dollars. Or if they hurt their back and they need to go to the doctor and they need to go to the chiropractor, um, that all that service is going to come out of their pocket. And so I was able to get into an industry uh, supplemental insurance. I was able to work with businesses. This gave me an opportunity to work from home, opportunity to have my own business, my own agency, and something that I thought would be good for, for my kids. Now, it didn't work out that way. It was... First of all, it was a pretty hardcore uh, sales organization, which really didn't fit my my kids' um, skill level. Uh, it was good for me. It was good for me financially and enabled me to remain as pastor of a small church. And so I, I liked that. And it was a good fit in that regards for me, um, but not for my kids. And so I was going to have to get involved in another business to, to maybe help my, my kids that way. But then COVID hit and COVID really affected my business in, especially because well, half of my accounts went out of business. So if the businesses that I, I'm insuring go out of business, well, then I'm out of business. If I work with businesses and half of them aren't in business or half of them are afraid to do business or half of them have laid off half their people, well, that doesn't uh, help me in my business. And so what I had spent a couple years, uh, you know, really developing and investing and building now was looking like it was going to be over in the, in, in the blink of an eye. And so I was faced like many of you with the situation of this great crisis of, you know, you, you, can't go get a new job. You can't work out of the home. You got to work. I mean, every possible negative thing that you could conceive of really was not very good for my insurance business. Now, first, there were people who were able within our organization who were already working out of the home, who were already doing virtual enrollments and virtual presentations. And so they were ready to go. They were ready to go. And, and to be honest, that this wasn't a bad situation for them. For me, I needed to understand in the first, the, the first lesson we want to learn in never let a good crisis go to waste is consider it a new world. And so I had to consider this a new world for me. And so in my new world, if insurance wasn't going to be in my new world, well, what was I going to do? How was I going to adapt? And for me, it was in education. And I've had a, a background in Christian education. I have a background in online curriculum. And my big dream, my BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal dream was to start my own online uh, Christian education, Christian curriculum business. And so this new world, this new world of, of, of schools being closed, this new world of kids having to, to be mandated to do online education actually Will that actually fit into my new business model? This 
bad crisis was actually a very good thing for my new business. And so that was pretty cool. And that was actually a big factor that helped me to pivot from insurance to my new business model because I was not going to let this crisis go to waste. In fact, I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to take advantage to the fact that one, more and more people now understand that you can do education at home. Two, that the public school education is severely flawed. And you know what? You should do your education at home uh, through homeschooling. And three, even Christian schools struggle with having enough curriculum and courses and they need my courses as a supplement to them. And so in this new world, I was going to be able to really take advantage of of this crisis by by solving um, some problems. And that was going to be a good thing, not only for my customers, but also for myself. The other thing that I was able to do in, in not letting this uh, go to waste, this crisis, was reflection. This gave me an opportunity to really examine myself, to examine my my insurance company, the people I was working with, the process, the product, take a look at the people, the process, and the product and say, am I going to be able to work through COVID for two, three years? Do I have the right team? Do I have the right people? Do I have the right process? Do I have the right product? Uh, some of those were in place and some of those were okay. But if I was honest and had a full examination, there were a lot of holes if I had to examine myself, was I in a position to where I wanted to work in that way? And personally, I wasn't. And so being honest with myself, I was ready to move on. I was ready to to invest in my time and my energy and my money and my human resources into a new product. And obviously, my kids not being a part of of insurance, but possibly being able to be a major part of this was a major uh, major pro for for you know not letting this go to waste. The third aspect is risk. You know what? There's going to be risks. There's life is about risks, and so you know as I was examining myself and examining the situation, uh, I looked at some of the honest difficulties and in looking at insurance and saying, okay, if I stay, what are the risks? If I leave, what are the risks? And then I was able to kind of predict the worst. I was able to predict the worst if if I stayed with insurance, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then if I moved on and, and started my own school, what was the worst that could happen? And one of the one of the risk rewards that I, I was able to look at was, you know what? If I risk starting a new business, a new online Christian school business, the worst thing that's gonna happen is I'm gonna lose some time and I'm gonna lose some money, but I can always go back to insurance. And so evaluating that and being honest with the risks really allowed me to to make a good good decision. The risk of me not leaving insurance was I would never get to try. I would never even make an attempt then at my big hairy audacious dream and goal. And so that was worth the risk reward was worth it for me. Well, the the fourth way that I I you know, didn't want to let a good crisis go to waste was the opportunity. There's a great opportunity here. Opportunities are sometimes small, small little pivots. And sometimes opportunities are, are big, big and think different moves. 
And so the, the little moves, the little opportunity, again, the small pivots for me, I was primarily working out of my home anyway. And so this allowed me to, to just kind of adjust which business I was working out of my home. And the big real, real difference or the big opportunity was for me to think different. Instead of thinking in terms of having a, uh, a I used to run a school that had a, almost a thousand kids in five different uh, schools. Instead of doing that and, and having 125 employees and, you know, $4 million budget, what about just having an online school? And so I was thinking differently. I was, instead of thinking like Blockbuster and Toys R Us, I started thinking like Netflix and Amazon. And that really allowed me to see that there's a great opportunity on online Christian education. It's, it's a phenomenal opportunity and an opportunity that this crisis uh, is really, it's revealing and I have an opportunity to take advantage of that. Well, the fifth uh, way that I can evaluate this crisis is by staying relevant. You know, you don't want to let a good crisis go to waste. Well, uh, how are you relevant through the crisis? Uh, are you still popular? Are you still wanted? Well, the truth was is people could take it or leave it on the insurance side, where on the school side, uh, huge uh, desire, huge need for online Christian education. People want it. People are searching for it, looking for it. They can't find it. There's, there's a, a need. There's a hole, and I can fill that hole. I can be the solution to that need. Sometimes being relevant means rebranding. Maybe you can't switch industries, Maybe, but, but you have to figure out a way to rebrand yourself or retool or make those changes or adjustments. And then wise communication. The final way we don't let a good crisis go to waste is we have to have wise you know, communication. Again, we're, we're not opportunists here, right? We're not, we're not taking advantage of, of people who, you know, have have lost their all their money and all their you know their business and and that's not what we're talking about what we're talking about is wise communication hey staying informed collaborating with the your your employees your staff or your vendors the people you work with you know have good wise communication we're we're all in it together right if you're in a uh you know what part of the chain are are you in? Are you the supplier? Are you the wholesaler, the retail, uh, the manufacturer? Where are you at in the supply chain? And so collaborate with, with the people you're working with. Collaborate with your customers or your, your clients, your accounts. Uh, make sure that people know what's going on. You know, make sure that you communicate your, your vision uh, and, and be transparent. You don't have to tell everything, but, but you need some transparency. It's okay to be uh, a bit vulnerable. People don't mind vulnerability. It's, it's, it's honest. It's, it's true and it's pure. And so when we think about never let a good crisis go to waste again, have the right mindset as bad as it seems, you know what, turn it into a positive, take the lemon, make lemonade. Um, if, if this is a crisis that you're going through, maybe just kind of, you know, set aside some time, uh, write these, these, you know, seven things down. It's a new world, uh, reflection. What are the risks, the opportunities stay relevant and then wise communication. If you can review, uh, those seven aspects and, and personally, uh, 
put them together with, with, uh, for you individually, your individual business, or again, if you're a sales rep or, you know, just a, a person trying to make it through, uh, this, uh, this pandemic, well, you can make sure that this time, this trial is not wasted. Uh, the Bible says, consider it pure joy when trials uh, come your way. And then Romans uh, 5 says that, that this will prove your character. Crisis is good, so don't ever let it go to waste. Well, that concludes today's show. If you like today's episode, then cut and paste this chapter and send it to a friend, or please leave a review, and be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can learn more about me by checking out my website, TonyMJamie.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ravensdale Bible Academy, or you can buy Good, Better, Best, the book through Amazon. See you next time.